Hi and welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Sukhpavia. Hi everyone and happy weekend to you. I've been a bit behind in my schedule for recording the podcast because this month happened to be my 40th birthday. It was one of those where I didn't expect it to be as big a milestone as it has been. I'm fortunate enough to have spent it in some really nice ways with family and with friends. And that's been quite fulfilling, actually. That's the word I'm looking for. And I'm quite pleased that I've been able to do some really nice things for it. So um, my apologies (laughs) for having missed out a couple of... um, I think it's been about three weeks since... Uh, posted the last one with Mark Gilroy and we had a jolly good chat about optimism and what it means and how you can explore it in interesting and different ways and and how it's important to be able to think about the balance of pessimism and how and how it's important to ensure you don't just forge ahead without having someone counter your unwavering belief that good things are going to happen without um, having some kind of... uh, without your judgment being impaired. And I liked it so much. It was such a good conversation. And um, and I've already said thank you to Mark, so I'm just going to make another shout-out to say thank you to Mark again. And in in this week's podcast, I want to talk about the importance of community. And it's, it's it's a topic which, when you look into the area of positive psychology and well-being and resilience, and they're all linked, and we focus on different parts of those things in this podcast, but they are certainly all linked. And when you look at the writing that's been done around those topics, what you come, what you find out time and again is that community and being social with other people and having connectedness with other people, comes back to being, or rather is regularly referenced, as an important human activity. The the fascinating thing about community and uh, for humans is that it's it's where people can thrive. And we don't often think that that can happen. Because, you know, for, for many of us, community means different things. And I want to explore that. I want to explore what it can mean for people in different ways. Because there are workplace communities, there are religious communities, uh, you know, your friendship circles, the community you live in, the um, political party system is arguably a community of sorts. Um, and, you know, at the um, at another end of what how that definition may be understood is through cults and through um, fanaticism of different sorts as well. So um, I, I want to really try and explore this in a way which I think, uh, which I hope will be helpful. And so I just want to come back to the importance of what it allows for. And I think what community allows for is that connectedness that I mentioned uh, just a bit earlier to other people and when we have a, a, a sense of connection with a group 
and I'm quite clearly talking about a group of people here, and not I'm not talking about things like um, one-to-one relationships or anything like that. This is about how you feel connected with a group of people. That can feel that's quite a validating thing, um, because it helps you to realize that how you think and what you think may be in tune with others. It can be and that's quite a supportive thing as well as a validating thing. So it means that your thoughts in tune with what others may think, what they may believe as well. And, and that, that can be, that's quite important for fulfilment and for being your best self. And it's a term I come back to regularly, is how do we help ourselves be? How do we help be our best selves? And community is certainly something we should pay attention to. How do we engage with the community we're part of? How do we let others know that you are, that I am present. How do we let others know that you have an opinion about what they're talking about and you want to take that and you want to move it forward? That's quite a set of active in, in involvement with it. And I think that can be, uh, it, I think there's something here which is worth just spending some time on. Um, I also, I think what I'd like to do initially though is um, let, let, let's try and be clear about what what we're not talking about. So, you know, I'm very conscious that it could be quite easily misconstrued to mean that when you talk about community, you could be talking about um, unhealthy communities. And I'm sure, you know, certainly they do exist. Uh, and you could think of anything along a, um, a, a spectrum of harmful activities where you have a, a group of people who might want to willingly abuse others to a, a group of people who want to willingly harm themselves um, through to a, a group of people who who want to take excessive and harmful amounts of drugs or alcohol and I think about those activities and I'm quite clear on myself that that doesn't allow what those communities don't do is they don't help you thrive. They don't help you to be your best self. They're a very selfish and exploitative group of people who've come together. That's not what community is about. Community is, uh, in the sensible way to think about community, is a group of people who are coming together to enable each other to live well or to be well um, in, um, a, as a group. And, and so I'm quite clear that when we think about, or when we, when we hear about that there are groups of people who've come together and they've either caused harm to others or they're causing harm to themselves, and it's in quite some, um, not just unhealthy, but like I, like I described, abusive and destructive ways, that's not a community at all. Um, it's just, and, and in, in fact, what you have there is a, a complete lack of the a supportive community to help those individuals to work through those issues that they're experiencing, because it nearly always is about a personal set of issues that you are experiencing, and not finding a way to usefully or in a healthy way discharge those things in yourself. Um, I hope that's clear on one uh, in one part. And the other thing I, I'm also quite clear on is that when you think about 
a group like a cult for example that in my mind also is not a community because a cult tends to be quite an isolationist uh, group of people who who are together and it is typically led by this, this um, an individual who has such charm and character that they dictate and dis- and prescribe what can be done, how it should be done, and they set the rules. And again, that's not a community because um, it's not a community because you've got a, in a community you have um, a group of people who are trying to do something for the benefit of everybody else. They take their direction from the community, they take their direction from the people who are engaged with them, they allow for mixed opinion and different ways of trying to do things. Um, whereas in a in a cult it's about control, it's about prescription of action, dissent is frowned upon, you know, you're not allowed to leave that group and you think about those things and you start to think yeah actually you can understand how or you hopefully I'm or what I'm hopefully articulating here is that is that a cult is a specific type of group and it's not a community in the way that we would want them we would want that to be described so i guess um i hope in in dis- in describing those two different ways that we can think about a group of people who are together that we allow them to be able to talk about what does it look like and how does it feel to be part of a community. So I think um, a few things help to capture what a community is. And some of that is what I've just described already. So one is about the inclusion aspect of it, where you openly welcome people to be part of that community, where it's not about a membership or it's not about being um, invited in um, and only a group, only a certain type of person is invited in. It's about anyone is welcome who has a shared interest in whatever that community is trying to do. Be it that you're living somewhere, be it that you're um, discussing a topic, be it that you're uh, developing a skill, it's around anyone is able to be part of that because it um, because there's an understanding that a community is made up from its from the uh, from the people who are there and present and part of it. I think that's one way to be able to think about it. I think the other piece which a community invites is that you have freedom of thought and you have a acceptance of challenge as well, where it's perfectly okay for people to. It sounds weird to say, but to think what they want in the context of what that community is for. And they try and enable ways for that community to progress, to move forward, to remain healthy. And if that requires challenge and if that requires critique and or some level of, if that means some level of governance, that may also be required as well. And you think, okay, that's that's also a helpful way to be able to think about what a community can be. So we've started to think about it in terms of an open and welcoming group where inclusion matters and you're allowed freedom of thought and challenge can be a key part of it as well. And and then I think another aspect of what community is is where you you can give yours you can give of yourself to the community in the way that makes sense for you. 
And uh, I see that happen plenty, right? So, you know, and I think when we see many different social activities, it is about community leaders stepping up and doing things for the benefit of others, where you realise that that's, that's quite a key piece. You know, be it that in, in well, in days gone by and not so much, and you know, in, in depends on where you live, I suppose. Um, you have different types of community leaders who are, you know, could be religious leaders, could be business leaders, could be councillors, local officials, who are all trying to enable the community to be a better place to be, a better place to live. So I think the giving of yourself to the community is an important aspect. And then I think related to that as well is how I think a community invites altruism, where you realise that it is acceptable and it is rewarding to be able to give of your time and efforts in a in a free and supportive way to others, and you have little expectation of uh, of any kind of uh, reward for that and and when we think about how how we see others and when they act altruistically we see the best in what it is to be a person what it is the we see the best in what it is to be human and we see the best in what people can allow for i mean i remember several years back when we had riots in the uk and there was a lot of community damage that happened to public property and uh, i remember I, can't, I forget the hashtag now but there was something like the great sweep up or something like that where the next day you had neighbors all coming out and willingly giving of their time and efforts to clean up and tidy up and make good the um, destruction that had been caused the night before and that's quite a powerful set of activities when you when people come together in that way it's quite endearing and it's hard then not to not to see how when we are part of a community it is such a uh, powerful thing for for people to to engage with and be part of and uh, as I've been talking, I, I guess another aspect of community I think that we we um, that I should explore here as well is how sometimes um, when we when we're in a community we might want to cover up what we see as or we might want to cover up certain activities because we don't want other people to see our community being slighted or defamed in some way and you know I'm there's there's plenty of examples where that kind of thing happens and again I think what happened I think what we what I'm quite clear on is that if that starts to happen then that stops the community from being it's um, if um, being a good and healthy community to be part of and it's quite a destructive place to be and that's just not something that I think allows for the, like I said earlier about the freedom of thought, the challenge, the way that you can um, voice your opinion without that kind of fear of, of any kind of action against you. 
you know, if people are actively finding ways to quiet others, then that's not about the benefit of the community. That's about the benefit of individuals and about selfish activity. And you can, um, there are ways because we have legal systems and processes and what have you, where those people can be, uh, for want of a better word, incarcerated. Um, or justice be served to those people. And if that happens, then you can allow for the community to find its way again, to find out what is it that it wants to be as a group that are trying to come together and deal with things. So, so I think we're start, I think what I'm hoping um, is, is happening here in this discussion that that we uh, um, that we're exploring um, some really interesting ways that community is manifest. Um, some of the things that it enables in people, and how there's there's a fair a bit of caution in when uh, when it can be you know, people can choose to uh, manipulate what that group want to do and how they may do things. So I, I think it's also important um, to be able to discuss the role of community leaders and and how they can and often do. You know, where we see community happen at its best is because we, we see and experience people stepping forwards and providing leadership to that group. And that leadership can look like different things. You know, that can look like um, people uh, role modeling what they need to do. And you know, we, we see people do that plenty where they, are, where they try and do charity activities for uh, vulnerable, people, vulnerable people or for good causes where we try and um, do things like um, jubilee lunches for the Queen's birthday. Um, you know, those kind of fun activities as a group of people, neighbourly people coming together. And th those social bonds that it creates, that connectedness that it allows for, such powerful ways for people to come together in such a fun and joyous way. You know, through to things like fun fairs and... Um, uh, local markets in the town or the or the village that you may be living in, all of those different types of activities they're, they're led by people they're led by a certain group to be able to say, "I think this is going to be good for the community let's do this let's make it happen and 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 it's, uh, and what they tend to do is they tend to find ways to enable that cohesion and enable that um, strength of uh, people to come together and do things more wonderfully together than you could hope to as an individual. And I also think then it's important about you know, the, the, the people who are part of the community to find ways to engage with that in, in their own ways. You know, I don't think it's ever incumbent on a group to have to, to have to be engaged. And I think that's the beauty of a community is that it allows for people to be as active or not as they need. And that's um that uh, and then when we see that there are events and or things like i described like like with the markets and with the fun fairs and with um any other kind of community charity activity or whatever when we see people step forward and they take part in those things that's always for me a fascinating um example of how humans can be just at their best as well and then another piece of this that comes to mind, which I think might be interesting to just explore for a moment, is how do 
what's my experience of online communities as well and how they differ in, uh, and what that allows for. And I think it's one of the modern things about technology and how it's enabled communities to develop through social media that when we when we consider so uh, those of you who know me professionally may also know that I helped start a group called LND Connect which is a, a group of learning and development professionals who come together to discuss and uh, meet up and find ways to connect with each other around the topic of learning and development and uh, I've been with that group and in different ways providing ideas for how to keep progressing and moving forward as a group for I think six years now and that's been and it continues to be a um, personally rewarding place for me to be part of online and in person and we we've enabled quite a lot of things one of the things I think I find quite fun about it is where we have a, a regular weekly Twitter chat and just seeing how people get involved in that Twitter chat from the range of people who I know to be active members of the community through to people who choose to come in and just be part of that chat for that week or for that day, that time in the week when it happens as well. And it's only over an hour a week, but there are people who actively come in and do that, have their experience of the community and then they're fulfilled for the week. That's and that's fascinating to me because it means that there's it's fulfilling a purpose of some sort, and I uh, and then I try and think of that in a wider sense. Where else do we experience different types of community like that? And I'm sure there are. It's like when we go to the uh, yeah, it, depending on how religious you are, if you go to the temple on a uh, regular basis, that's also your sense of fulfillment for that uh, until the next time you go. Because it allow it for, it provides for something which you you which you are uh, missing in other parts of your life, and then that also gets me thinking about. Um, in particular, I'm going to um, just raise how within the Sikh religion, within Sikhi, as it's termed, um, within the Sikh religion, community is termed as a blessed uh, as a blessed concept. It is. When it is often seen that if you are with a group of other people, you are in blessed company. And that very much comes from um, our Sikh teachings from our gurus who explained that it's never just about the individual and what they are able to think and say. It is about the group who can lead you and there are particular um, um, religious leaders who we would seek for advice and guidance but the um, if there's ever any community decisions that need to be made it has to be made by a group of leaders it's never allowed to be made by just one person which I think is an interesting concept in and of itself but the uh, one of the um, things that I think that also works strongly for um, this, this this sense of community within the Sikh um, religion is that um, when you hold a function at the uh, Gurdwara which is the um, Sikh temple it is often done in service of others it is about so earlier on I spoke about altruism and selfless activities uh, 
within the Gurdwara you are actively supporting that you are serving others when you provide food for them you are holding a religious um, prayer where you invite others to be part of that with you to celebrate that or to um, hold a different type of function there and it's something I've grown up with so I've always known a community to mean a very social activity because it's you're actively being and involved with others and um, and I, I just wanted to be able to share that I wanted to be able to share that with you all um, just to um, because I, I, I for me personally it's, it's always been quite a fulfilling way to uh, have that um, aspect of my life and I think one of the other things that I'd like to um, also discuss is how community isn't just about an act extroverted type of person who who needs that I think community allows for any kind of person to be part of it and in particular I'm thinking about in there are psychological um, traits that some of uh, some of you may know about in terms of extroversion introversion and when we tend to talk about introversion we do tend to hear of it talked about in terms of isolationism and being withdrawn from others and um, and not being uh, an active part of groups or communities and what have you. And I just don't think that's true in the way that uh, stereotypes are, um, are reinforced and myths. Uh, I think they are just myths. In, uh, because when, when you look at it, um, it's not about... Uh, being introverted isn't about any of those things. It, introversion is about gaining energy... Uh, through your own personal activities without the need to have to be social but it doesn't mean that um, an introverted person doesn't need to be around others you know at the end of the day we are most people be you introverted or extroverted will seek out others to connect with others to find a way to be able to discuss and have fulfilled discussion and to have um uh, to feel like you are, um, like I said earlier, validated and supported by others. That doesn't make a difference if you have an outward personality or if you have, or if you prefer to be um, on your own. It, I, I don't think that, me that means, I, I don't think either of those mean that you you can't be a, uh, an active community member either. So I just wanted to be able to uh, explore that one as well and share my thoughts around that. I think, that, I think for today that's enough around this topic of community. It is probably something which I'll come back to again in the future because there's certainly, I think, a fair bit to just be mindful of and um, aware of. And I also want to give an indication of some of the uh, topics that are coming up in the, in the next few weeks and uh, what I'm hoping to explore with those topics. So um, there's four different ones that I've got in mind um, over the coming month or so which I'm really looking forward to exploring in different ways. So one is talking with um, a lady called Gemma Dale, where we're going to be talking about physical wellness and how we can think about how to be physically active and healthy. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be uh, a gym goer or an exercise doer. And I don't even know if that's a word, but I just totally did it. I'm going to be talking with um, Joe Wainwright, and we're going to be discussing um, her 
insights into positive psychology and how it can help people and what we should be uh, how we can help others to be to find it more accessible I'm going to be talking with Sarah Boyd Hoideberg who I'm going to be really interested to talk to because the day after or rather the day that we talk will be the day after she comes back from a positive psychology conference so I'm going to be really looking forward to sharing with you some current thinking on this field and I'm going to be also talking with um, somebody called Dawn Smedley and we're going to be talking quite specifically about the area of appreciation and the importance of appreciation for healthy relationships. So thank you very much folks for listening for, to today's episode. As always, if you thought that this is a, an enjoyable episode, please do leave a review. Um, as I now understand it, if you, leave a if you leave a review through iTunes, it helps to increase the popularity of this podcast. So if you can, and you have the willingness to do that, then please do. Um, and otherwise, subscribe if you, uh, if you think that you'd like to continue catching these. And uh, all of the regular uh, and all of the po uh, previous podcasts are available um, um, at my website, um, at, on the podcast website, 3good.podbean.com.